on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Frisella And this is the show for the realists Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusion Of modern society, and welcome To motherfucking reality, guys Today, we have a full-length episode Okay, that is something that we don't do all the time, but it is a special occasion today. We have, again, our good friend, Mr. Eric Greitens, the governor and future senator in the house. Booyah, man. Good to be back with you. Yeah. Good to be back. We got five days and a few hours until election day, man. And nice to be here. Yeah, bro. Always, man. We've had, you know, Eric stopped by. You've been here probably an hour or so. We've been yeah. chatting about Hanging what's going out. on. Uh, deep Mr. DJ is here. Hey guys, what's up, DJ? Hello, hello children. What is that? What do we call the people that live in Michigan? <laughs> what do we call them? I ca I'm gonna start calling them Michiganese from now on. Michiganese. Yeah. Instead, you can't say the other one. What's the other one? Michigan and yeah, yeah, Michigan and Michigan and <laughs> no, you fucking me up. I know it. Oh, bro. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was also gonna say. Well, no, I love people in Michigan. It's fine. Hey, you know what? Michigan's a beautiful place, man. Yeah. People that haven't been to Michigan, you should go to Michigan. Listen, we thought it was a good idea with a few days left to bring Eric back on, uh, just to have a conversation, man, about how things are going, what's going on with the race, uh, what's going on with the country. Um, so how's it going, dude? I see Look, you hustling, man. Big picture, man. Things are really solid on the grassroots side. Like we were out in Kansas City. Uh, just this past Monday, 200 some people out at an event. And it was really cool, man. I mean, about half the people who came were probably for me already, mm -hmm. but another half might've come in and they were undecided mm -hmm. as we were talking. And I was talking about the Ukraine and the ridiculousness of us sending $65 billion over to the Ukraine. As we were talking about uh, Joe Biden's military disaster in Afghanistan, the inflation crisis, defunding the police, securing the border, all of this stuff. People were literally shouting out from the crowd, you've got my vote, you just earned my vote, Dude. I'm behind you, it is really palpable. We have the grassroots energy and the grassroots support, and it's also really clear, I mean, anybody who's in the state of Missouri knows, we're being bombed by Mitch McConnell money. Dude, it 10 million, guys, for, you, if, for those of you who haven't heard yet, they've spent $10 million in the last, what, 30 days? Couple weeks, yeah. last couple weeks. Running ads, like like trash ads against Eric Greitens. And if you guys know, you know anything that we've always talked about, you know they attack the people that they're afraid of the yes. most. Yes, it, it, it's very clear that for Mitch McConnell and the establishment, their candidate is anybody but Greitens. And so they are just absolutely attacking me. What this comes down to is who's really willing to fight. Yeah. Because what people have seen and what's made them disgusted is the way that the rhinos keep caving, mm -hmm. right? So they wouldn't pass funding for a border wall, but they spend $1.2 trillion of your money for this Joe Biden Green New Deal, right? They're completely collapsed in the face of all these questions around election integrity, COVID tyranny, really standing up for freedom. And so people are sick of rhinos and the left, and they recognize that if you don't have real fighters who, are, who actually carry you in their heart, who are willing to fight with courage, with clarity, with compassion, then the crisis that the country is in is just going to get worse. Dude, let's talk about the kind of the uniparty. You know, I think yeah. people have a hard, under, a hard time understanding because, you know, for me, <clears throat> and I, you know, the, I wasn't super politically involved 
until they started closing our businesses. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I spent a lot of my life and a lot of my time helping business owners. Right. Um, and I saw the devastation firsthand. You know, I was getting calls literally, you know, March 2020 for that whole month, all day, every day from entrepreneurs in our Arte program that are like, fuck, dude, they're closing us down. Yeah. Like, how are we going to survive? Right. What and dude, hearing the panic and the pain and the fear and then thinking about, you know, what I went through to start business, right. you know, and to get in it, it, dude, it's so hard. Like, unless you've done it, you cannot comprehend what you have to give. And to hear the pain and the frustration in these people's voices really just kind of flipped me into overdrive of like getting to the truth of what's going on. And, um, you know, I don't think that that, you know, most people, when they understand what's going on in politics, you know, they kind of go to the polls and they say, I'm going to vote for Democrat. Or I'm going to vote for Republican. I'm going to vote straight down the card, D or R. Mm -hmm. And that's, we have to be more educated in that. So can you talk a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, you have to vote for the person because the fact is, and I look, I'm proud to be a Republican, but the reason the country's in crisis is not just because of leftist craziness, okay? And the fact is, if you had a real strong MAGA, America first Republican party, we'd defeat the left, okay? They come with their crazy flag flying. They come with defunding the police and open border and critical race theory and the whole transgender nonsense. They come with that. The reason why the country's in crisis is also because of the corruption and the cowardice in the Republican party. Mm -hmm. And it's rhinos who refuse to stand up to the left has got us into the place where we're in. And you talk about what happened with COVID, everybody watched. They said, okay, Walmart can stay open, but all these mom and pop businesses have to close. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? All of your buddies who are entrepreneurs, all of your buddies who, who are, are actually focused on building their business and don't have armies of hired lobbyists, what happened? They got squashed. Yeah. And it's the people who have the hired lobbyists who actually then serve the politicians and what you see, what everybody sees is that there is a uniparty. It's Republicans and Democrats, and it is a lobbyist culture that is opposed to you. They serve themselves, and they do it at the expense of the people. One of the things I did when I was governor, for example, super, super simple example. There's this thing in Missouri called the Low Income Housing Tax Credit Program. It is a complete ripoff. Audit after audit over the course of decades had shown that only 42% of every dollar actually went to low-income housing. And they were spending about $150 million a year on this program. So over the course of the last decade, it was $1.5 billion. Now you do the quick math, that means over $750 million was going to special interests. Here's how the corruption works. What they do is you send your tax money to the government. Politicians give your tax money away to the special interests. The special interests turn around and donate to the politicians to keep this gravy train flowing. And this is the same with the wars too, correct? It's, it is it is the same system when you look across a whole series of different issues. You look at the disease profit industry. You look at all these special interest tax credits. You look at all of these things that happen the politicians and the lobbyists work together to serve themselves against the American people. That is what happens across the board. And when I came in, 
because because everybody had said everyone knew that this program needed to be canceled. It made no sense for the people of Missouri, but politicians weren't willing to do it. And I came in and we canceled the program. We took it from one hundred and fifty million dollars a year to zero because that's where it deserved that made, to be. Made people real happy, didn't it? It made everybody <laughs> angry. Yeah. Everybody. And then, and so of course. We're attacked by the left. We're attacked by the mainstream media. And then we're also attacked by all the rhinos in the entire political establishment. Because keep in mind, when you're in Jefferson City, when you're in Washington, D.C., you're surrounded by politicians and lobbyists and the media because average citizens are out living their lives. Mm -hmm. And so you have to have people of real courage who are willing to stand up and to fight against that every day. And it is a fight. Well, dude, listen, man, I think that's all important information for everybody to really comprehend and think about because, you know, I talk to so many people, you know, when I go speak or even just through DMs or Instagram or, or email or whatever, man, um, <clears throat> who don't really understand that the people they are attacking most, such as yourself, and, you know, you look at Trump and you could have any opinion you want of Trump. I like Trump. Um, but the point is, is that, they create these massive movements against anyone that may come in and disrupt their their little programs. Exactly. Because they, it, and, and people don't people are like, well, why would they do that? Well, listen, what would you do if someone was coming into your life and disrupting everything and un, un dismantling everything um, in regards to your income and how you made your money and all the, the, the little things that Bro, you would fight against that. Yes. You know, and and you would you would if it's you and all your buddies and we're all in on the same thing, and in my opinion, and I don't know how much truth there is to this because it's just my opinion and I'm observing, but it sure looks like a lot of these people are in there just to trade on inside information and make money personally, and they're in this little club and nobody betrays each other. Yeah, look, look at what Nancy Pelosi and her husband. Yeah. Are we supposed to believe that Nancy Pelosi's husband is the greatest stock picker in the history of the United States of America? Added Absolutely a 40% not. 40% fucking return? It makes no sense. So look, here it's actually very simple, and people in their hearts know that this is true. You've got the mainstream media who lies to you and politicians who steal from you. That's the situation. And if somebody comes in like a President Trump, like an Eric Reitens, who's actually going to fight for you, of course, the politicians turn on them and the media turn on them. And that's why they're lying about me. That's why they lied about President Trump. That's why they lied on behalf of Joe Biden with their whole Hunter Biden's laptop is Russian disinformation. All of these lies that they push, they push it because they are trying to protect their game. It's a game that works for politicians. It's a game that works for lobbyists. And everybody looks around and you see it obviously doesn't work for the people of the United States of America. Now, that's the bad news. The hopeful part is right here in Missouri on August the 2nd. This is where the one time, right? The one time with absolute clarity, people are in charge. This is the one day. There are other days where we can have, make our voices heard. There are other days where we can show up, where we, we can you know, show up at school board meetings. We can show up at city council. At the end of the day, the founding fathers made it so that every person gets to vote. And that's why everybody's got to come out on August 2nd. And you have to vote. You got to get your friends out to vote. You got to get your neighbors out to vote because that is where 
we take the power back. You guys have to understand, you know, and I've learned this recently, so I'm not like preaching from the top of the mountain. This is something I've learned just the last couple of years. But a lot of times these primary elections are more important than the general elections. Yeah, and, and a lot of people don't vote in the primaries. You know, they think, okay, I'll just vote in November and that's Wait only when I'll one. vote. Yeah. And, yeah. and because, you know, and this is where you guys all who say, oh, well, there's no good candidates to vote for in the general well, the reason that no good candidates make it to the generals is because you're not understanding what the primary election's purpose is. Exactly. You have the chance in the primary. And look, I'd be honored. Anybody who's listening to listening today, please come out and vote for Eric Greitens on August 2nd in the United States primary, Republican primary here in the state of Missouri. Very important, guys. And it is important that you get people because like, look, you guys are the guys, the people listening to the show, you guys are ahead of the curve. Okay, you're the people who are shedding truth and information to people before it catches them, uh, you know, six months down the road, which has been the case here most of the time. Have I been wrong about shit? Sure. Everybody's wrong about shit, but I'm wrong. I'm right about most shit. Yes. And, um, you know, so I'm telling you guys, you know, you guys are the gatekeepers to to getting this free society back Mm -hmm. and, you know, talking to your friends and having conversations about the importance of a primary and this goes for any of you guys wherever you live, not just Missouri's primary. Now, our primary is August 2nd, and you should be talking to your like-minded friends and your friends who have maybe heard about Eric's scandal and when he was governor and shit like that and bringing him up to speed. You know, it's been proven fact that those allegations were greatly, greatly fabricated and there's legal ramifications happening to the people that did those things. Yeah, the Soros-funded prosecutor admitted to wrongdoing. She's on the path to lose her law license. The corrupt FBI agent was charged with seven felonies for perjury and evidence tampering and pled guilty. The good news is, at the end of the day, the people of Missouri know the truth. They know that I am a fighter for them. And uh, also, folks, if you haven't uh, actually voted in a primary before, it's super simple. You just show up at your polling place the same place where you always go to vote. You show up there, you ask for a Republican primary ballot, and then you can go and you can circle in a little bubble next to Eric Greitens, and I'd be honored to have your vote. But it's very simple. And again, a lot of people out there who might be listening who haven't voted in a primary before. Super simple. You do it on August 2nd. If you're not going to be in town that day, you can go early. You can go to your county uh, courthouse, your county office, and you can actually cast your vote there. If you're voting Democrat, you can vote like a thousand times. <laughs> so that's good news too. Like your whole, all your relatives, like that are dead, they can vote. Yeah. Like, but only Democrat. Oh, as soon as you bring her up. Yeah. So you know that's that's good news for you guys. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, man. You know, I think I think the process. You know, a lot of people. The, they don't understand enough about the process of how these things happen. You know, I've talked to so many people who uh, are like, <clears throat> yeah, man, you know, I, I believe in America, but like every time I go to vote, it's a bunch of shitbags. It's like, yeah, because you're not fully participating in the process. Yes. I think that's a, that's a two-part thing, though. Like, I think, because like I know even me, like I know I'm a lot younger than you guys, but right, but like growing up in high school, that it wasn't really like, it wasn't really taught. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you like look at it. It's like, okay, yeah. Like, are you sure? Or are you sure no, you no, were like I, doing some other stuff? I mean, I mean, <laughs> nah. But, uh, but no, I mean, I think it's a two-pronged thing, right? Like I think- It's just very, very possible that I might've just missed that in high school because I don't remember it either. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, but like, I mean, I think that's part of the the, the intention, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you know, why 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 uh, promote 
American citizens to be involved in these type of things, right? That's like, I mean, point. dude, there's a lot of fucking people that don't even know the three branches of government or what the actual purpose of the legislative branch is and how it works. And like on the state level, I mean, like there's a lot of things that are left out. So I think that if there's anything that the last two years have taught us is that we as American citizens have to take um, a more serious role in our obligations as, as American citizens. Like yeah. that means knowing what the fuck the three branches are and why and, they're so important. And understanding important. the process of how these things happen. All because like, dude, there's going to be a lot of you guys out there who are either running for for office or you have a friend who's running for office because, dude, the people are going to take the government back. That's what's going to happen. And the Uniparty is going to try to resist this as much as they can, but it's inevitable. It's going to happen. But the only way it truly can happen is, is that we all educate ourselves on that we need to vote in the earlier elections so that yes. some of these people who are just regular people, you know, these people, uh, you know, Eric's, your fund is like one-tenth the size of these other guys' money. 100%. Because you're a regular dude that's going in and trying to run against establishment people. So, like, we could defeat that with grassroots, but only if you participate in the process. Yes, and that's the good news. Everybody has the power in their hands. The power is in your hands to vote. And if you really want to exercise your power, make sure that your friends and your neighbors and your family are also going out and voting. And when we do... When we have citizens coming out to vote, what happens is the power comes back into our hands. To get to your point, DJ, the elitists don't want everybody to vote. They'd no. love for it to be just all the party officials and all of the insiders and all of the establishment who choose which candidates in either party actually get to run in the general election. That works for the establishment. That works for the political class. That works for lobbyists. When you guys decide, when we decide, we're going to get engaged. We're going to run. We're going to vote. We're going to take over. Then the power comes away from the elite and back to the American people. And that's the opportunity that we have in Missouri next Tuesday, August 2nd. Dude, you know, let's just assume that nobody has heard you on the show before because yeah. we're constantly yeah. getting new listeners right, right, every, right. every week. Um, what are the problems, bro? Like, what are the things that you're going to go in and do? Like, let's talk about that. Well, you know? sure. First, we'll talk about the, the approach that I bring. Look, um, I'm a Navy SEAL, spent a lot of my life doing humanitarian work uh, overseas. When I came back from Iraq after my team had been hit by a suicide truck bomb, I donated my own combat pay, started an organization to help returning wounded and disabled veterans come back and build successful and purposeful lives here at home. My motivation in life, whether it was in the SEAL teams, doing humanitarian work, serving my fellow veterans, serving as governor, is to serve people, to make a difference for them. We are only, all of us, granted and blessed with so many days here. And I believe that we all have to live purpose-driven, thoughtful lives while we are here to make a difference. That's what I'm here to do, and it's what I've spent my life doing. And it's why the political establishment hates me, <laughs> because I'm willing to speak the truth. And because I care about people, I'm willing to fight for them. When you look at the country right now, the country is obviously in crisis. We're in crisis because of leftist craziness, because of mainstream media lies, because of rhino corruption and cowardice. When you look at what's happening, first of all, with inflation, right? Who would have thought that we would ever live in an America where gas prices are higher than Hunter Biden? <laughs> okay? Wait, wait, wait. I don't know if they're that high, bro. Right? Oh, 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 oh,
like, all right, I'm We're having this serious. I'm feeling yeah, some motivational <laughs> shit coming. Up. Like, fucking oh, jeez. But it is like, oh, look, that, mean, that's the deal, yeah. man. You got gas prices higher well, than the run. You know, I'm not afraid to disagree with you, bro. But, but, but that, <laughs> that might be an exaggeration. Right. <laughs> Talk about premium right, gas. Right, so oh, look, but, that's what, what's, funny. What, 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 what's happening is everybody's hurting, right? And the seriousness behind this is that the gas prices and the prices of food, the reason why people are hurting is because of a deliberate leftist attack. They knew what they were doing. When President Trump was in office, America was the number one energy producer in the world. And if you told me back when I was serving in, in Iraq in 06, 07, that America was going to be the number one energy producer in the world, it would have seemed like, like a pipe dream, right? But we got it accomplished with President Trump. President Biden comes in, in his very first day in office, he kills the Keystone XL pipeline. And as everybody recognizes, the war on energy has inflationary effects, second and third order effects throughout the economy, because it's not just the price you pay for gas. But everything you buy in a store, everything that you order online, the price of energy is baked into the price of moving those goods there. If there's manufacturing that took place, it's baked into the price of manufacturing. So the left very specifically targeted energy. It made America weaker and it hurt everybody. Then you look at violent assaults and murders all across the country. And it's easy to talk about these things statistically. It's important to remember that every single murder, every single violent attack destroys lives, destroys families. I think we were on the show earlier. I won't repeat the whole story, but you guys know I personally responded to a shooting down in the city of St. Louis where two young men were killed, 19 and 20 years old, had 15 to 25 automatic gunshots went off in my home city. Sounded just like Iraq, just like Afghanistan, right? That is happening, and it tears families apart. You, so you have you well, have that on. crisis. You guys got to yeah. understand. He was you were having dinner on a patio or something, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. And and these dudes ripped off automatic fire, and Eric ran to the scene and had this kid basically die right in his arms. I mean, this is that's not a story to skip over. Yeah. I mean, well, thanks, bro. Look, yeah, it, I mean, it, 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 it speaks me, to your character. That's I just didn't want you to. Thanks, man. Sell that short. Thanks. Well, you look, know. I mean, I, 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 I carry a pistol. I was with a buddy who's a special operations yeah. medic. He's actually a much better medic than I. I. Had a med kit in the car, and yeah, we jumped in my car. We drove about the fifty meters up to the scene. First two guys on the scene, and we started working on these two young kids. Yeah. Okay. And these kids, they were nineteen and twenty years old. Yeah. They had their entire lives ahead of them, and they were good kids. Yeah. Not a parking ticket between the two of them. They'd been working through all of the coronavirus nonsense. They'd done internships. They loved music. They had bright futures. And it was all ended that day. And then I went and I met with their families, mm -hmm. right? And because they wanted to know, in, in one case, the mother and brother, and the other case, the father wanted to know what their, their sons and brothers' last moments were, were mm -hmm. like. And, and they wanted to know, frankly, also that there were people there helping them mm -hmm. at, the, at the end, yeah. that, that their, their sons didn't die alone. And- I, the reason I, I, I mention this is that the, the increase that we are seeing in murders and violent assaults around the country is directly attributable to the left's defund the police attacks. 100%. It is affecting, it is affecting every single community. Like right now in Missouri, there is a crisis of recruiting police officers. There's also interestingly a crisis in, in the military recruiting, as, you, as you've seen. But it is impossible to recruit 
uh, the police officers that we need, of the quality that we need because of this great cultural attack against police officers. So you've got inflation, you've got the, you've got the rise in violence, we have the crisis at the border, which again, we talked about a little earlier on a, another episode of the show, but I believe in frontline leadership. You got to go and see things for yourself. And I went down not just to the Arizona and Texas sides of the border where I met with law enforcement, but I also went to the Mexican side of the border. And I went and I saw what is happening there. And the crisis is far, far, far worse than the mainstream media will tell you. Um, you know, I went down to the border, thousands of IDs along the, along the, the river. And you ask yourself, why are the people throwing their IDs down? They throw their IDs down because under Joe Biden's policies, they walk across the border. They're not trying to be sneaky. They walk straight up to the Customs and Border Patrol agents. Those Customs and Border Patrol agents then take them to an office. And at the office, they're asked if they have an ID. And they say no. And then they're asked what their name is. Their name is written down on a piece of paper. They're then handed a piece of paper and told to show up in an American court in 90 days. And then they're let loose. Um, then they're let loose into the United States. Dude, on the immigration thing, did you see that like now by the Biden administration is planning to give out IDs to illegal immigrants? Did you yep. guys see that? Yep. What and do you mean? Like they're, they're going to give illegal immigrants like actual, what kind of an ID? actual like a state ID for whatever state or a federal ID? Like how are they doing it? Yeah, it's, it's a program they're doing to be able to identify illegal immigrants. What's your opinion on why they're allowing this to happen? I think you have you got a couple things at play. Mm -hmm. So big picture, you step back, we have to recognize what's at work. These people are not just stupid. They're not just incompetent. They are trying to destroy the country. They are trying to destroy the United States of America. And if you look back historically at the playbook, how do you destroy an empire? How do you destroy a great country? How do you destroy a nation state? How do you destroy a city state? They're following the playbook. You debase the currency. Inflation goes out of control. You create division at home through things like critical race theory and their transgender nonsense. You have Identity military, politics. Identity politics. You have military disasters abroad. And one of the other things that you do is that you open up the border, right? And that's what they're doing. All of this, the millions of people who are crossing the border into the United States of America, this is destabilizing the country. It is a humanitarian crisis. It's a crime crisis. It's an economic crisis. It's a national security crisis. It's a culture crisis. It is a cultural crisis. All of these things are, are done on purpose. So you ask yourself, big picture, why are they pursuing all of these policies, which clearly hurt people? which clearly don't work. Defund the police clearly leads to more murders and more violence. It does not work. The open border, largest humanitarian crisis in the world, largest human trafficking in the world right now on our southern border because of Joe Biden's policies, not to mention all of the other effects that it has. These are cruel policies. Look at COVID tyranny, keeping kids with disabilities out of school for a year. That is a cruel policy that hurts kids. Why are they pursuing this agenda? Why attack American energy independence? It makes the nation weaker from a national security perspective. We talked about from an economic perspective. Why are you kicking um, hundreds, hundreds of elite Navy SEAL special operators out of special operations because they don't want to take a COVID vaccine? Who does that benefit? It benefits Russia. It benefits China. It benefits the Taliban. It benefits Al Qaeda. It does not benefit the United States of America. You ask yourself, why are they doing this? It is part 
of an active plan to destroy the United States of America, and the open border is part of that plan. Do you, go ahead. I, I, you know, it's. I feel like, and I'm sure you guys will agree that more more Americans are paying attention to this, right? Yes. And the reason is, is because why? It, we're fucking feeling it, right? It affects everybody, yeah. And, and people are really starting to feel it. But like, dude, I'm over here thinking, and it's like, it almost reminds me of how, uh, you know, uh, terminal illness and people, right? Like, I'm not sure if you guys knew this, but you know, most people, when they get these terminal diagnoses of like cancer and stuff, they don't, they don't get those diagnoses in regular fucking health checkups, right? It's because they feel some pain or something's off, right? They go in, oh, you're about to die in a couple of weeks, right? And I feel it's eerie because I feel like that's exactly where we are right now. And like, it makes me wonder like if that's also part of the plan because you got a lot of Americans, yes, we're awake, we're feeling the pains, we're feeling it. But because it's on all fucking fronts, I feel like there's a there's still a sense of like just helplessness and hopelessness of like, okay, but like well, how do that, we attack all of it? That's you know the, what I'm saying? That's the intent. Yeah. That's the intent. The intent is demoralization of society. Uh, to destabilize society, demoralize it first. And that's why, you know, and I, you tell me if you agree or not, but, <clears throat> you know, when they push Biden out on stage and he looks like he's like the weakest possible human mm-hmm. that it could be, or Nancy Pelosi, who is like, you know, uh, fucking, I don't know if she's drunk or what they say or whatever, but I mean, clearly, clearly she's very old and not right. And when they push these people out as the leaders of this country, we have to understand that, you know, if China had like leaders that appeared that way, what would you think of China? Would you be scared right. of China? Right. Would you right. be afraid of China? Would you be scared to stand up to China? And that people are underestimating how deep this goes because it appears to be and by intent uh oh dude these guys are just old and no there's people behind that running the show that (laughs) this is intentional uh it's not just demoralization destroy uh make it hard on the american citizens but it's also lower the standard of america in the eyes of other countries so that we are not the traditional powerhouse that we have always been. 100%. Let me tie, let me tie, you want, tie you want these. people to lose. They want people, cause dude, there's people all over the world that, that, that want freedom. Yes. And they see America as a big beacon of freedom. And when you make freedom look pretty shitty and weak and stupid, they stop wanting it. So it's yeah. not just about the demoralization of our country. It's about demoralization of the entire globe so that we can install one world system. And that system they call democracy, but it has nothing to do with democracy. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a communist ideology. It just is. Yeah. And let me, let me tie these two together because the personal analogy. Does that sound ac- pretty accurate? Yes. Yes. hundred percent. And let me, let me tie this together. The personal analogy is actually really good, right? So I mentioned to you, I came back from Iraq after my team had been hit by a suicide truck bomb. I was fortunate, but I worked with a lot of men and women who'd been seriously injured. Okay. The most serious injury, and you and I have talked about this before, Andy, the most serious injury that someone faces is not the loss of a limb, not the loss of eyesight. It's not even PTSD or TBI, right? It's not the loss of hearing. The most serious injury you can do to someone is that they end up in despair. When people really went down, they were in despair and then they start drinking and then they turn to drugs and they lose a sense of purposelessness, right? And that's where you get not only the suicide crisis, right? But you have all of these terrible effects. When people, when people have a sense of purpose, 
okay, yeah, I lost my arm, but I got a sense of purpose. I got a mission in front of me. They continue to attack. They continue to work and they figure out a way to take that pain and turn it into wisdom. They take that suffering and they turn it into strength. The greatest injury you can do to a person is despair. What's the greatest injury you can do to a nation? Despair. And what they're trying to do is to actually through flooding the zone with all of these issues. I mean, if it were just violent crime, okay, all right, figure it out. Hey, we'll deal with it. But it's violent crime and it's inflation and it's COVID tyranny. And they're going to censor you and maybe take your job Mm -hmm. if you say the wrong thing on social media. Even if you ask the wrong question, they might actually take away your freedom to speak on those platforms. Mm -hmm. So you have this attack. They go after the kids. You have this attack on all fronts. And the enemy wins. Evil wins when righteous people decide, I don't want to fight anymore. They want to demoralize you. What we have to do is to recognize that, you know what? While as hard as that is, courage is also contagious. And when people see their friends stepping up, they say, you know what? I can do that. I can actually step up. I can share the fact that I I listen to the Real AF podcast and I can share it with some friends. I can tell people where I get my news. I can tell people that I went out. We just did a screening of 2,000 mules down in Branson, Missouri. Mm -hmm. A couple hundred people came out as a demonstration of the kind of courage that this takes. This is a movie that documents with exceptional clarity the scheme that was used to steal the 2020 election. The left cannot dispute the facts in the movie. So what do they do? They try to censor it and call people names, conspiracy theorists for sharing the movie, et cetera. Terrorist, yeah. But today, Democrat, Republican, and Independent, more people recognize that there was massive fraud in the 2020 election than it did in December of 2020. So courage works when people are willing to stand up. Eventually, that big wave of lies, it is a powerful wave of lies, but eventually it does crash on the rock of the facts. But for it to crash, for the truth to come out, people have to act with courage. So to your point, this is exactly what they're trying to do. And it's through the demoralization at a national level. Who wins? The elitists win. The elitists win. And one thing that, that's interesting, people always ask the question, well, why would they do that? Right? Well, yes, well, why would Mao engage in the communist revolution in China, murder tens of millions of people through starvation where well, they wanted control? It's always true with leftist tyranny. They don't care about whether or not you're flourishing. They don't care about your health. They don't care about society. What they care about is their control. That's what tyrants want. And that's why we have to have a freedom movement of patriots who are willing to stand up against that tyranny to fight not only for our own freedom, but also for our neighbors, right? And what that means, for example, you go back to the First Amendment, right? You think about all the leftist tyrants who want to censor people. I had a fourth and fifth grade teacher, so honored to have him, a guy named Mr. Rothman. And I remember him saying, here's what the First Amendment means. It means I, I I may not agree with what you have to say but I will fight to the death for your right to say it. And we have to stand up and fight for the freedom of every American against leftist tyranny. That's the nature of the challenge that's in front of us. And again, the good news is courage is contagious. And when people act, you think about how do you, again, this works at a personal and a national level, right? So emotion follows motion. 
If you're feeling down, what do you do? Hey, crank out 10 push-ups. You're going to feel better. Go for a walk. You're going to feel better. Run a mile. You're going to feel better. You will physiologically and experience shows you, you will feel better if you take action in the same way. If you feel down about the country, take action. Yes. Decide right now. I'm sending this podcast to three friends. Decide right now. I'm going to vote. Decide that you're going to do something you've never done before. You've never gone out and told people who you're going to vote for and that it's important that they go out and vote, but do it. Go and share share that with people. And what you will find is that one small action leads to another action and that taking that action will help you understand and everyone will see this is how we take our country back. What do you think the... What do you think about people falling into the mentality of, you know, I'm part of the silent majority because it's very clear from my point of view that that was a phrase that was coined looking in hindsight to create a virtuous feeling around keeping your patriotism silent, which has now allowed them, uh, meaning people who do not represent what true American culture is about to come in and operate less impeded. Do you, do you agree with that? I, I think that's such an important point. The tyrants want you to be silent. The tyrants want you to hang your head. The tyrants want you to look the other way. The tyrants want you to self-censor on social media so they don't have to censor you. Tyranny works because tyrants are always a minority. Tyrants never have enough power to actually suppress everyone. So what they do is they try to make examples of people. If you think they're spending $10 million against Eric Greitens right now, why? Because I was the first dude in the country to say, I'm voting against Mitch McConnell. I'm sick of these rhinos. We need new America first leadership. So they're trying to make an example out of me to attack me. What tyrants do is that they, they see, hey, this is somebody who on their social media stood up and said they supported the police. This is somebody on their social media who said, hey, I'm actually looking at the data out of Israel and I'm not sure that these vaccines are working and they shut them down. And so what they want to do is make examples out of people. When, when, when virtuous people are silent, tyrants win. Evil wins in that silent compliance. What everyone needs to do is to stand up because there are far, far, far more of us than there are of them. But, but the elite tyrants win when people stay silent. So don't stay silent, especially, I'm coming back to it, August 2nd, make your voice heard at the ballot box. Get out there and vote. You guys have to understand, this is not just guessing either. Like, I'm a data-driven human. You know, when I, when I say, hey, this is where we're at, this is where I think the spread is in terms of, like, patriotic people versus the leftists, you know, you guys have to understand there's, there's, there's real world evidence of this, what Eric just said as being true. You know, people are rejecting cancel culture. People are rejecting the far left, uh, sexualization of children. People are, and they're showing that by things they're, they're rejecting the woke values because they're identifying that wokeness does not correlate with true American culture of unity, um, and togetherness and lifting each other up and instead creates this fake attack culture based around virtue, which isn't even real, right? Like they come out and they say, oh, I'm so offended. You're not offended. You're trying to control my voice. Yes. And so we have to understand the game that they're playing 
you know, there's a famous saying, when you know your enemy and then you know yourself, you cannot be beat, right? I think you told me that. Yes, it's Sun Tzu. Yeah. Sun Tzu, right? And he talks about if you know yourself and you know your enemy, you'll win a thousand battles, That's it. right? If you only know your enemy, right, and you don't know yourself, chances are 50-50. You only know yourself, you don't know the enemy, chances are 50-50. And if you don't know yourself and you don't know your enemy, you're going to lose every yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> right? You said that to me like on a phone call not yeah. too long ago, we were talking about this. But, you know, I think people awakening to reality and, and also I think like it's important for people to understand that not everybody, not everybody is awake yet. And when I say awake, they haven't realized that the mainstream media is highly manipulative. You know, they're kind of like just going on with their life. They're good hearted people. They mean well. And they hear these virtuous statements like, you know, that the, the far left makes or the left makes. And they're like, well, I've, I agree with that, too. The problem is, guys, is they, they speak to you and then they turn around and do the exact opposite. And so, you know, that's, that's one problem. And then there's another problem that I see, you know, like there's been such a contentious battle between the left and the right that it's like, you can't have a conversation or you like, I, I see these interviews and you ask like leftists if they'd be friends with a Republican, they're like, absolutely not. But then you see the, the, the ones they do with the conservatives and the conservatives are like, well, why would I be uh, friends with a total dumbass? Like there's no... There, you guys have to understand that for us to win this as people, we have to make room for the people that are just figuring out what's going on and not bully them or attack them because they fell for something that honestly, they, they had a reasonable belief to believe. I mean, all of us have a, we should have a reasonable expectation in this country that the media is telling us the truth. We should have a reasonable expectation in this country that the people in Washington represent the people, we should, that they act in our best interest. We should have a reasonable expectation that when Dr. Fauci comes on TV, that this dude ain't fucking around. And what we've learned and what even, dude, I've had so many people who lean left or de lifelong Democrats who reach out to me and they're like, bro, I agree with the things you say, but like when I try to like talk about, like I can't escape my own friend bubble, you know, cause they've been friends with these. And, and it's so like, so it's like, they're having like an identity crisis. And I think it's important for everybody to realize that, you know, we have to make room for people. We have to make room for people to uh, come to the side of American culture and values that have been told for the last 15 years that America's bad and it's oppressive, that it's this, that it's that. All of those, bro, we're the least oppressive country on the fucking planet. And there's no arguing that. That's why people from all over the place We've got two right here, one from Bosnia and one from India. That's why they come here. They come here because they're escaping the oppression. And, you know, we have people in America who say, oh, we're so oppressed. D dude, is America perfect? No. Fuck no. Dude, am I perfect? Fuck no. I got a lot of holes in my game. America's got a lot of holes in its game. And, dude, you know what our job is as this generation is to fix those fucking holes so that our kids and our children and the people coming behind us don't have to. And if we don't at this time, all of us right now are going to be part of the story of the fucking generation that lost this country. 100%. Two, two thoughts on this. Here's, here's how I've been thinking about this lately. I think that in the face of evil, we have to pursue justice. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there is true evil. These are people who knowingly, like the Soros-funded prosecutor in St. Louis who turns murderers loose onto the street, right? People who knew that the vaccines were going to hurt people and refuse to let that information out. People who have 
purposefully chosen that they're going to engage in policies that they know are going to hurt people. That is evil. Evil is different from error. We are all in error sometimes. And error has to be met with grace. And we have to recognize if we're going to move the country forward, that we're all in error at one point or another. And that uh, a lot of people, yeah, they trusted the mainstream media. Yeah. I mean, it's- And they should be able to. And (laughs) you should, should have been able to. Now- we can't, but there were a lot of people who it took them a little longer to see that this is what was happening. Think of how crazy it is now. If you had, when, when Andy, when you and I were in high school, if somebody went around saying, well, I don't trust the Centers for Disease Control. I don't trust you. You would have thought that they were a loony. Or if even if there's somebody come up and said, I don't trust the newspaper, you might have thought, I mean, come on, man. The newspaper is like the weather and sports and like what's happening in the world. What do you mean you don't trust the newspaper today, today? Only 11% of Americans, right? remember it's 89% of Americans do not trust mainstream TV media. It's only 11% of Americans who have a high degree of trust in well, mainstream TV that's media. That's one of those yes. data points that shows where people are. You know, you look at CNN, okay? CNN just lost a shit ton of people. They right. had to change ownership, right? They were so discredited that they had to change ownership. And I don't... I mean, I heard people saying it's been better, but I haven't checked it out. Yeah, it's, it's still, I mean, I mean, it's better, but- Okay, it, yeah. well, you know, if they're doing better, I give them a little credit for doing better, but like, we need a lot better. Um, you know- the, You still suck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're still in 11th yeah. place, bro. Come yeah. on. <laughs> but like, dude, you know, you look at uh, Disney, well, the mm-hmm. worst performing stock in, in uh, the stock exchange over the last 24 months. And why? Well, because they're pushing shit that most people don't agree with. You know, okay? You're, you're Hold quick. on. <laughs> you're looking at Netflix. Netflix fucking got hammered and they finally came around and said, you know what? We're ridding our company of this sort of culture. Mm-hmm. And now they're starting to put out shit already, like this soon, that is pretty much patriotic. Like they put mm-hmm. out, I've seen some of their new shit. I'm like, man, that's pretty cool. By the way, if you haven't watched the Gray Man movie, it's pretty good. Um, the Gray Man. Just going to throw that in there. It's fucking good. Um, but you look at, uh, you know, you look at... I mean, what else? What other? There's so many data points. There's, there's, uh, there's company like the companies that are going the wokest are the ones that are going the brokest. And so when you sit there and think, like, fuck, dude, nobody thinks what I think. You'd be surprised, dude, because like when you say, like when you say what you really think, other people, like, dude, even people in my life who I thought like totally disagree with me, like they've come around and they've been like, bro, you know, I, I get what you're saying, yes, you know, and that feels good. You know, yes. but like, guys, you have to understand you, you could come all the way. I'll give you a big hug. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, yes. like, uh, you, like, I'm not here to bite. You know, we have to get rid of this. Th- th- you guys cannot be afraid to be patriotic because one of the biggest tenets of communism is to get you ashamed of our identity as Americans. And that's why a lot of you guys who, you know, and I'm just going to speak real with you here. You know, when you go to post something with the American flag or fly your flag, you hesitate just a little tiny bit and you're like, fuck, I know, you know, one of those liberals is going to get real mad at me or they're going to say something and blah, 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 blah. Well, that hesitation in your heart to be a proud American, that is communism. That is, it's infecting your heart. Okay. And you have to be aware of these things because that's how it works. It doesn't work. uh, You know, it doesn't, they don't come in with guns blazing, bro. They come in a little bit at a time, 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 and then all at once. It's like going out of business. It's like it's like bankruptcy, okay? And we are approaching the all at once very rapidly. Mm-hmm. And yes. so I, I just think it's important for you guys 
to recognize that your own hesitation to speak out, your own hesitation to be an advocate for freedom, your own hesitation. And by the way, you think whatever you want. You don't have to agree with me, but you should think for yourself. And, And the hesitation for you to embrace our flag, embrace American culture and freedom and tell the truth, that is all part of the plan. It's, it's designed to get you to self-censor, you know, politically correct ideology. That's something that I've had a problem with for 20 years, not because I'm rude, but because I recognize what it is. It's a way for them to install uh, a value system into society to where we are afraid to tell the truth, because if we tell the truth and it's not politically accepted, we get shamed, right? right? If we look at data and it's not along the mainstream er- narrative, we're, there's something wrong with us. We're an ist. We're one of the names. And that's all part of the plan, guys. And for us to truly take this back, we have to, as I've been saying for a long time, we have to put people in positions of our government that understand the idea of serving the people, not going there to make a trillion dollars, okay, for themselves. Yes. And and to take that one step further, if you say, how do we do that? The left and tyrants want you to focus on argument. They want you to focus on words. They want you to focus on abstractions and ideas. Like you ask yourself, why is the transgender agenda so important to them? One of the reasons it is, is because if they can get you to say that a man isn't a man and a woman isn't a woman, then what else can they get you to say? Yeah, That's one, of, to it's say? one of the yeah. reasons why that is that particular agenda is so important to them. But the point is, the leftists want to focus on and the elitists want to focus on argument. The way that you bring people together is through action. And if you ask yourself, you know, one of the things we did at the Mission Continues was we always worked with veterans in action. And the action was action to improve our communities, right? If you think about what is it, if you really want to save a kid's life, make sure that there's a third grader in your community who doesn't know how to read. Make sure that they know how to read by the end of third grade, okay? Because a kid who's starting third grade and can't read and finishes third grade and can't read is in real trouble, all right? But, but, if, but people get involved and you start working with that kid and you make sure that they can read by the end of third grade, you might have saved that kid's life. Now, when you start doing real things, like making sure that kids can read, making sure that kids have good mentors, making sure that people in your community are safe, when you're doing real things, what you find is that all of the silly differences which the elitists want to spend all of their time talking about, they all melt away because people are focused on doing real things. They're actually focused on action. When people are taking action together, they recognize each other's strengths in order to help them to accomplish the mission. And that's why you need to have leaders who are mission-focused and action-focused. And if you really care about people and you bring people together, you bring a community of people together to raise money for a charity, to help kids to read, to help veterans you know, beat homelessness. All of these things are really hard. But when people come together and they take action, then people see each other's strengths. Elitists want to always talk about whether it's critical race theory or the transgender agenda. They're trying to use argument to divide people. What we have to do as real patriots is use, use action to unite people. So what do you think, like, moving forward, because, dude, we're going to win this primary. Yeah, man. All right. We're going we're we're to win it. Yeah. Um, what do you think moving forward from now until November? Because I personally believe that they are going to try and make us feel the hurt as bad as possible. You know, the, the World Economic Forum, 
um, their, their, their slogan, I was going to say this a minute ago when you were talking, but you know, when you said they want us in despair, well, it's so funny because their slogan is, uh, out of chaos comes order. Okay. And so what you guys have to realize the plan for them and whether you believe me now, or you believe me in two years from now, this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to get us so desperate, so frustrated, so angry, and then they want to come in and present a new solution. We're going to fix this, and this is what it is. And people are to be in such chaos and pain and disruption and despair that they will willingly accept something that is less than what they would have accepted in 2018. 100%. So, you know, there is a reason for this chaos. There's a reason that you're paying what you pay to live right now, whether it be gas, groceries, uh, power, fucking everything, right? There's a reason that your money's worth 10% less than it was a year ago, right? These things are designed intentionally. And if you guys really sit down and accept that as reality, it's going to make you really fucking mad, okay? And the solution, by the way, and that's nonpartisan, like we all live here, bro. Like this is not about like, oh, the right winning or the left winning. This is about the people winning. And when you come to that realization, you have to understand that the only solution that we can, uh, that we have besides taking up arms, which is, you know, not something that I feel that we're in a place to do um, at this moment, but is to use the system that was created for us in the proper way. And there's a reason why they don't teach us in school how to properly be educated or engaged in the political system. There's a reason that culture has lost the idea of political service as a duty of successful, exceptional humans. Okay. This is a man who's a Navy SEAL. He's a Rhodes Scholar. He's PhD. He's handsome. Yeah. He's, he's not bad looking. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? But, (laughs) but more than anything, this is a man that cares. Okay. And he cares about his community. He cares about what's going on. Um, and by the way, what school is your degree from? Uh, Oxford. Oh, it's from <laughs> Oxford. That kind of a, it's not like it's like local community school. You know what I'm saying? So we have this man that could be successful in literally any area of life that he chooses who is willing to go there and fight for us. And these are the people, first of all, yes, you need to go out and vote on August 2nd if you live in Missouri. But wherever you are, whatever state you are in, you have to do your due diligence to understand who is part of the uniparty, who is part of the establishment. And a great way to look at that is to see who they're attacking yes. the most. Because who they attack the most, if you looked at, uh, what was the girl's name up in, uh, the woman's name up in Pennsylvania? Barnett? Was that her name? Kathy Barnett? Yeah. Kathy yeah. Barnett, yeah. yeah. Bro, she was going to take it to Dr. Oz. She would have won. They ran for three days on Fox News on Hannity. They ran a hit piece after hit piece after hit piece for most of the hour to pull this out for Dr. Oz. What does Dr. Oz do the minute he wins? He dumps Trump and he says, I'm not with that anymore. That's a that's a typical establishment like camo move. And that's what these people do. By the way, who called that out? Uh, what was the guy's name? I think his name is DJ. Yeah, I did. <laughs> DJ was the first guy that called out that that was a Trojan horse. Yeah. Um, but we have to do our, we can't just go in and say, all right, all the Republicans, because it's not all the Republicans are good. And by the way, that also means there's some reasonable Democrats to consider as well. I don't know who the fuck they are, but I'm sure they're out there. These are people who have good hearts. These are people who want to change people. Maybe their political ideology is a little bit different than what mine would be, but I'm cool with that as long as they're real people that are trying to serve. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. We, we as Americans will never have, and we don't want a, a government that is run by completely one side of, of the, because that creates tyranny, right? That creates oppression. So we need people that disagree with us in, in the, in the government to keep the balance. Yeah. But what we, but what we need those people to be is not people that go there to get rich or, or, or to exact power or for status. We need people who are going to serve. And that's what I love about Eric. That's something that I know this man. I put my name on this man. I've seen this man fight. I've seen what he's about. I spent time with him in personal situation. Uh, you know, th- this, this is a real dude. And like, whatever it is that you think we need, I can promise you it's going to come from real people representing us, not these people who are these plastic people who look at us. And there's both of them, Republicans and Democrats, who look at us like peasantry. You know, we're not, we're, we're just something that exists outside of their world that they have to worry about when we really need them to understand that we are the fucking world and we need to be taken care of. And right now, what's happening in America is abusive. It's wrong. None of us should be living in this high state of anxiety and with this division and this hate and this frustration. That is not what this country is about. And the fact that it's intentionally put upon us should piss all of you off, whether you agree with my positions or not, because it's not right, bro. We should be living our life in America. We should all have equal opportunities and work to create equal opportunities. We should all be free of this pressure and this division to pursue excellence and to pursue happiness in this country. That's what this country is about. And right now we're not allowed to even have it because every fucking thing that we look at is some sort of negativity or some sort of crisis or some sort of world ending shit. When in reality, it's all just to, to, to drive up anxiety and despair. Yes. And that's not okay, guys. That's, it doesn't matter if you agree with me. I know there's a lot of people out there that don't like me. I know there's a lot of people out there that think I got a big mouth and then f- fucking whatever, bro. I care about those people too. Yes. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, yes. dude, you cannot like me and I still want the best for you. Yes. And, and that, yes. these are the kind, like, we have to adopt that mentality, you know, not this divisive fucking attack shit. I refuse to play in it, dude. It's not something I'm going to play in. No, look, and, and it is that compassion like for your fellow Americans yeah. and your willingness to take action on their behalf, which has always made the United States great from our very founding until today. And let's also recognize, despite everything that they've done to the United States of America, all of the attacks, right? The attacks on our economy, on, on independence, on our safety, on our liberty, despite all of those things, the American people still have more courage, have more resilience, have more strength, have more compassion, I believe, than any other people on the face of the planet. And if we are willing to step forward in this moment, we can not only win our country back, but in fact, and this is the hopeful part, we can make our country better than it's ever been. Ever. Because when you look also, to use DJ, use the personal analogy, it's true in your own life. Right? You think about the pain that you went through. You think about the hardest time in your life. What happened on the other side of that? If you made the right choices, you became wiser. You think about the suffering in your own life. What happened? It was hard. It was painful. It was difficult. You had moments of doubt. You had moments of despair. And you know what? On the other side, you became stronger. You think about those moments of tremendous fear and hardship. And you know what happens? You confronted that fear. You became more courageous. The same is true for a nation. We are facing now a greater crisis than certainly we've ever had in my lifetime. I mean, I was in SEAL team training when 9-11 happened. The 9-11 crisis was nothing like what we're facing today. 
This is the biggest crisis we've ever faced. And we can take all of this pain, all of the suffering, all of the fear, all of the despair, all of the hardship, and we can become a better country than we've ever been. All of us together, we can have a true revival of the notion of citizenship. And that's what I'm here for. I'm here for the revival. I'm here for the future. I'm here for the idea that every single person who's listening to this podcast can become more personally excellent. And by you making yourself more excellent and encouraging people around you to do so, we're going to become a stronger, more prosperous, more beautiful, more compassionate nation. And more proud. And more proud, man. You know, 100%. When I was growing up, bro, yes. I love, I, listen, this is America, dude. Yes. This, we should be proud to be here. I am damn yes. proud to be in America. Yes. And I know there's a lot of things wrong right now. I know there's a lot of things that are frustrating. I know there's a lot of things that are aggravating. Um, but I'm tired of the fighting. Yes. I'm tired of the aggravation. I'm tired of the culture of hate. And we have to bring unity. We have to bring peace. We have to bring the ability for the individual to succeed. And right now they're taking that from you. Yeah. They're taking that from me. They're taking that from all of us. And we have to stop it. And the only way that we can stop it, guys, is by engaging, by being proud and patriotic, by resisting the shit that we know isn't true at every point that it's spoken. And um, we got to come together. And, and bro, I just like, you know, I want to wrap this up by saying, dude, win or lose, bro, I'm damn fucking proud of you. Thanks, brother. Yeah, for Thank real. You. And, Thank uh, you. And, and that goes for life. You know, I'll Thanks, always man. have your back. I, I, I hope you guys understand how much I value this man, and I hope that resonates with you. Um, he's one of the only guys I talk to when I'm having problems. And, and, and bro, I just, I just really appreciate you on a personal level, dude. Thanks, brother. Um, and Thanks, I, I have a tremendous Likewise. amount of tremendous amount of admiration and respect for what I've seen you go through to get to this. You're a real fighter. You're a real guy. And uh, I hope people see that. Thanks brother. Appreciate you. DJ, so, you too, man. Thank you guys. Guys, that's the show. Okay. I can't tell you how much more I believe in Eric Reitens. All right. Um, make it a party, dude. Get your friends together. Not everybody thinks it's important to vote in the primary and it, these things rely on us to make happen. So have the conversations this week. Don't be afraid to call your friends. Don't be afraid to, to go together and vote for Eric Reitens at Tuesday at the polls, okay? These are the things that we have to do and have to get engaged in if we're going to restore a true united freedom in this country. And it's very important, not just for us now, because we don't want to live in this crazy despair, uh, high-stress environment, divided. We don't want any of that stuff. But for the future, because how much worse is it going to get if we don't stop it now? So guys, August 2nd, Eric Wrightens, make it happen. Love you guys. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad 